0: everyone, welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Yeah, hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Pretty
1: good. You know what? I'm not always joining you. I think there's been one or two where I didn't join you. Those are
0: the exceptions that prove the rule. Science. <laughs>
1: it's been a long time. Yep. We've, we've time. even done, you know, call-in remote.
0: Yeah, recording from different places. Connecting
1: through the internet. Yep. Amazing. Nobody likes
0: the GR Mom-only podcasts. I do. Well, which is funny because you have to listen to me just talk, 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 talk all the time.
1: I've driven on long drives and put the podcast on so I can listen (laughs) to you talking. I don't know. That sounds pretty good to me.
0: That's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, This is a no rules podcast.
1: Which is my kind of podcast. You do all the work. I just sit here and babble. Actually, that's like... I was going to say the other podcasts are like that too. Never
0: mind. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, does stress out about picking the German word for the other podcasts.
1: I mean, it's... It's not debilitating, but I do probably overthink it.
0: it. I mean, he makes it a angry face. He gets the weird eyebrows sometimes. He's like, I need a German word of the week. I'm like, Jared, you have like thousands and thousands of words. Just give us a common verb.
1: Uh, there's probably people who don't even know what overthinking is as a concept. They just do stuff.
0: I do not overthink things ever at all
1: no you gave me that word overthinking i was like that's just thinking you're like no (laughs) no, it means you're not doing something yeah and i'm like oh that's that's what i do though that's normal
0: we were getting ready to do this podcast i'm like should we do this bonus (gasps) podcast and dear dad's like okay and i was like um it's saturday morning it's 9 a.m on saturday morning i was like should i make mimosas even though we don't need a cocktail of the week which is the thing we never drink and he's like yeah and then a minute later, I was like, okay, the mimosas are ready. He's like, what do you mean? Just, you just did it? You didn't think about it? <laughs> you didn't have to think about it? that That's correct. Yeah. I just do things. It's amazing. It works out for me pretty well. Anyway, uh, and yeah, mimosas are the second cocktail of the week.
1: Yeah, the no rules cocktail.
0: Yeah. I mean...
1: I mean, it's got vitamin C. It can't be that bad.
0: This is high quantity of orange juice. It's not a splash of orange juice in... Whatever.
1: Yeah, like a brunch mimosa.
0: No, I mean, I I don't drink mimosas like pretty much ever, uh, but whatever. We're doing it today. So uh, the reason of the bonus podcast is to give a slightly more detailed update on the Manchego situation than would fit in a tweet, especially now since Twitter happens to be down right now. And I can't tweet it anyway. We're back to
1: jungle drums and carrier pigeons
0: (laughs) or you know every other (laughs) social media platform which is working fine (laughs) (laughs) fine anyway uh so yesterday friday cheggs went in for chest x-ray and ultrasound because the ophthalmologist was worried that his belly felt big wanted to make sure there weren't any masses in there so his belly's just big it's shaved now it's very smooth. It's got little, little spots on it, like a cow. Like a giraffe. <laughs> he has a spotted tum. Um, he doesn't have any giant tumors in there. So we were, I mean, his tum definitely looks big when he lays down. And I was like, oh, does he have, you know, some massive thing like Parmesan had? Uh, he doesn't, but there's all kinds of not good stuff going on in there. So um, on the chest x ray, the. So our vet did this and then sent stuff off to the radiologist. She didn't send the chest x-ray to the radiologist because there's other stuff that she did send. Um, But his heart looks abnormal. She said it could just be, well, not just, it could be heart disease. Or he could have a tumor on his heart. And it's more likely that he has a tumor on his heart because he has tumors in his abdomen. So on the ultrasound, she found tumors on his spleen and on his liver. She sent the the ultrasound images off to the radiologist, who's like, I don't think those are uh, tumors on his liver. And she's like, I am extremely dubious of this conclusion. And I think (laughs) that that I maybe should send him better pictures. She's very (laughs) confident that there's tumors on his liver. Uh, But the radiologist does confirm that there are tumors on his spleen. The biggest one i think is three inches across which is like i mean no you don't want a three inch tumor i'm sorry three centimeters across inch and a half inch and a half uh you don't want a tumor on any of your parts no um and so you know that's substantial but it's not like he's got a tumor filling his belly at this point
1: um it's funny that we always we pretty much now have a history of things that are worse so we can always say Well, at least it's not like that at least it wasn't like that yeah i mean it in some perspective but it doesn't really make it better it just means there could be worse things
0: yeah so um you know so what does it mean it's probably cancer um especially if those are tumors on the liver which our vet I mean, she was quite confident that they were tumors on the liver.
1: So it's like it's it's like almost a meaningless debate because there's tumors somewhere. There there there's so many growths at this point in yeah. there that they saw. That there's bad stuff in there.
0: Yeah. So you know, if he just had one spot on his spleen and everything else was okay, then you might go like, well, it could be a benign tumor on the spleen. Sometimes that I mean that happens. Parmesan's giant tumor was benign. Yeah. If it's on multiple organs like that means cancer because benign tumors don't spread to other places his heart definitely looks weird i mean it's remarkably abnormal on the chest x-ray hemangiosarcomas will spread to the heart we had uh, the first foster dog that we adopted so this before the squad um but i adopted like a 13 year old that we were fostering named goldie and she died two days after we adopted oh. her she was fine and then two days later she died she had a hemangiosarcoma on her heart uh that hadn't been there two weeks before where she had an ultrasound everything was fine and then it showed up there so if it is a hemangiosarcoma that could be a tumor that also has spread to his heart um and but- the heart
1: disease was, uh, would also or something with his heart would explain why he's so tired all the time right and he sort of lacks energy and i mean a lot of things could explain that but yeah that would do it too
0: and the ophthalmologist had noted when he was up there in miami a couple weeks ago that or whatever last week that she was having trouble hearing his heart uh our vet hadn't noticed it but she the ophthalmologist was pretty sure there's something going on there and this kind of confirms that that's true um so we sort of don't know and to find out you would have to do like a biopsy or some you know some kind of invasive process to look at those tumors. His liver function numbers are fine on his blood work, but uh, you know the vet and I were kind of talking through what does this mean? And she's like, you have to have about seventy five percent of your liver failure of your liver function gone before your liver numbers start looking
1: weird it's such a redundant organ
0: yeah so like half of it can just be not working and everything's gonna look fine um and because we were talking you know we have him scheduled for a dental and then you know we were talking you know about the eye surgery and you know obviously they're not going to do the eye surgery with all these problems which you know they didn't the ophthalmologist didn't really seem like she thought it was a good idea to do it anyway but now certainly wouldn't do it with all of this which is the right decision um but we were talking about the dental and she was and i i mean we weren't debating it like i figured this the dental wouldn't really be a thing anyway now but she's like you know the liver process is the anesthetic so you really don't want to put them under anesthesia if their liver's not working and so we know you know it looks like there's stuff on the liver here and even though the numbers look okay that could be because it could be because 70% of the liver's not working and he just hasn't hit the 75% threshold, but it's not going to process the anesthesia. Right. Um, you know, and so the question is, do we want to risk him die- basically dying while he's under anesthesia to get his teeth cleaned? And I was yeah, like, no, the answer is no, Yes. no. Okay. Um, so, you know, nothing in there right now that is going to kill him in the short term um you know if this is a hemangiosarcoma in three days it could be the size of a basketball like they're massively fast growing tumors because they get sometimes fueled by blood yeah filled by blood they and they but they also just develop so quickly right and so if they can really go like maggie had a hemangiosarcoma and she was getting ultrasounds once a month for her other problem Didn't see it, didn't see it. And then all of a sudden, the next month it was there and pretty substantial. And they were like, okay, well, no reason to do anything else. And then, you know, I think she lived two weeks after that. Uh, We don't know that this is a hemangiosarcoma because all we can see is there's a tumor there. We don't know what it is. And we're not going to do, you know, a big investigative process. If he were five, even if he were seven, I'd be like, sure, let's check. But he's 13, and look, if it is a hemangiosarcoma it would explain the liver tumors and it would explain the heart issues let's say it's a benign tumor he still has heart disease his heart looks very bad (laughs) like not at all like what it's supposed to look like so then he has the separate problem of heart disease and diabetes and all this other stuff and so what what are we going to do like he's got like five things that are conspiring to kill him in, you know, not a long time. And he's 13. That's like past the expiration date for a golden. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't make any sense to go in there and do this process to figure out what it is. Cause we wouldn't do anything differently either way.
1: And, and, at this point each process has such a risk and one condition works against the other right i mean it's just you you know treating one will aggravate the other i mean it's just a cluster of of problems yeah poor boy
0: um yeah so if he were you know like parmesan otherwise like he had that giant tumor but he seemed good otherwise yeah you know like his back legs weren't working great but it's like he could totally have lived another year if it were just oh he's got this big tumor let's take it out great. He doesn't have any other problems other than he's just an old dog, but he's like happy. He's mobile. He eats well, whatever. Um, That's not the case with Manchego where he has a lot of different health problems. Yeah. Um, So in any case, that means no eye surgery for sure going to cancel the dental that was scheduled for next week because he could die getting his teeth cleaned and his diabetes is pretty well managed at this point Yeah, with the us. good
1: news is his his blood sugar levels are really good yeah, for we, a diabetic
0: we did a blood glucose curve i was telling the vet like we were talking through the diabetes stuff and i was like by the way on you know so yesterday i was in the vet and i was like yesterday thursday we did another blood glucose curve on I mean, him he looks great I'm like it was like 1 30 at yeah. breakfast time which is so good And I was like, it peaked at like 3:30. The blood count was 3:30. She's like, she thought I meant 3:30 p.m. She's like, but what was it? I was like, it was 3:30. Yeah. She's like, oh. (laughs) Uh, And then you know, kind of started coming back down. So that's good. Like he's in a really good place.
1: Controlled snacks, which is a big breakthrough.
0: We did this blood glucose curve, or basically what that is, is you just take their blood sugar every hour starting before breakfast up until before dinner. So you kind of see how does their blood sugar fluctuate over the day? Um, Because it always changes And his kind of very steadily increases until kind of mid afternoon and then starts to go down a little bit. And, uh, we did that so we could see if we can give him snacks, uh, because all right like we know how much it changes hour to hour emotionally
1: i need to give snacks
0: (laughs) so i'm like let's do the blood glucose curve okay and then we're gonna wait a few hours we're gonna give him some of the freeze-dried chicken uh, take his blood sugar give him the freeze-dried chicken and then take his blood sugar an hour later and then we'll see is that does it have a big spike does Does it kind of stay the same
1: drop i don't know what could happen Yeah.
0: yeah um yeah it would spike and instead it went up about 40 points which is exactly how much it went up hour to hour before so the freeze-dried chicken is not affecting his blood sugar it's on
1: the menu now so
0: now it is allowed uh
1: which is nice because he doesn't he notices it he thinks it's delicious he sniffs it he's yep. uh, he's into it so this is that look it's good news in a sea of bad news but what are you gonna do
0: yep so uh so yeah basically we're now just you know keeping him comfortable and i mean he seems fine uh, with all the problems that he has yeah uh but he seems happy and you know he kind of bumbles around the house and
1: he's been getting very interested in his brothers and he thinks it's exciting yesterday i had manchego out he was wandering around and then voodoo came out and voodoo wanted to play with manchego voodoo did the whole play stance with the butt in the air and the wags and Manchego kind of sniffed at his head, and then Voodoo <laughs> went and ran a lap and came back, and he was very gentle with Manchego. It was good.
0: That's nice. I missed yeah. that one. Um, yeah, we put him on the bed. So we got our king-size bed.
1: Yeah, I've <laughs> it's rema- It's in progress right now, the process. We woke up with no other dogs in the bed, and I was like, now we have a freaking continent-size bed, <laughs> and all the dogs are crowding around the now smaller outside of the bed.
0: <laughs> Except when we went to bed... There were three dogs in the bed. Yeah, that was good. We brought Manchego in the bed, which was really nice. He he didn't stay up there, but he was good. And then Guac and CB And G-Your Dad was still, like, all the way at the very edge of the bed without any blanket. I was like, Jiradad. That
1: no, was good. I just get warm. I had space. I didn't roll off or anything. That's good. <laughs> anyway. It was good. But we woke up. I felt like I was an island in, in the Pacific. <laughs> I mean, it
0: was just like this will take some getting used to.
1: And all the dogs are crowding around the outside, like here's a little bit of rug left outside the bed.
0: Ugh, They act so, so put out. They were fine and nobody yes.
1: complained.
0: No. Um, but anyway, yeah, so Chegg's up on the bed last night. He, he kind of lifts his head up and pants for a while and lays back down a lot all night, no matter where he is, um, which is like not the most conducive to sleeping with humans because yeah. then he like wakes up and he pants for a while and then you wake I, up
1: you kind of wonder what's going on and make sure he's not trying to get up yeah
0: yeah so uh but it was nice to have him up there yeah he's a good boy you put him down i guess i did i t- took, took him down at some bed. point
1: because yeah. i'm I'm guessing he's not leaping off like himself uh
0: that would be bad
1: yeah voodoo no. oozes off <laughs> guac leaps off
0: yeah brody jumps down Hopper he was up there l-
1: lowers herself down very carefully yeah it
0: hurts your poor elbows i think I to jump down i know um, chief
1: brody kind of thumps down yeah he, <laughs> he doesn't he jump, does fine but he, but he doesn't and like, he doesn't ooze but he decisively transfers weight
0: yeah um so yeah you know not great news for cheggs but also like not super surprising
1: yeah he's an old boy and we we i mean this is a cycle we had with with parm too where we, we were had, had very low expectations and then we kind of raise the expectations they go up because they're so awesome and then stupid science and nature dashes the expectations a little bit
0: yeah i mean the good thing is like his blood sugar is controlled now basically for the first time ever that's really good yeah we did get him on some eye drops that um are stopping his dry eye which is good like makes his eyes feel a little better because they would get red before so that's good and You know, we're not going to be able to fix all the stuff, but he's settling in like he seems happy. He wanders around the house. He was
1: wandering around the kitchen the other day, like sniffling around and just doing stuff.
0: I think he can see a tiny bit.
1: I think he he can see light and dark and maybe some blurriness. Yeah.
0: Because he doesn't bump into anything.
1: He does stop short of any big obstacles, right? He can like a leaf or something. Oh, yeah. And he'll
0: stumble over a dog, but he doesn't run into the furniture.
1: And I think he wants to run into the (laughs) dog's.
0: Maybe, but like Kay, my pre-squad dog, um, she had uveitis, which is you know basically leads to glaucoma, really high pressure in the eyes, which is super painful. Oh, it's terrible. Okay. And uh, and she ended up losing both of her eyes. Pretty
1: rapidly. I mean, yeah, first one
0: and then the other, but maybe a month or two apart. Um, And so she was completely blind. Right. Like they they didn't actually remove the eyeball, but they do a procedure that where they like inject something into the eye that basically stops all the eye function. So it can't get pressure anymore, but it also fully blinds you. Yeah, Yeah, she was she'd be in a lot of pain and we just weren't able to control it. Um, So she was totally blind. She bumped into shit all the time in the house that she had been living in yeah. for a few years. I remember years. We, we
1: did train her. We, we would say, stop or wait. 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 And she, right when she was about to bump into stuff, we'd say, wait. And she would stop. Yeah. Right? She was smart that way. But yeah, she never really got the hang of where everything was. It's not like she had some magic memory of... Of oh, the, the
0: four years she lived in that house <laughs> with all the furniture oh, in the same place. Here's the, right,
1: here's the wall. It was the walls. It wasn't like furniture even, right? Well, like, oh,
0: she'd hit the table that yeah. like the TV box yeah. was on. Right, which uh, had been there for her whole life. Her yeah. whole life. Um, but so the fact that Cheggs doesn't run into like the ottoman yeah. or the edge of the couch, like he can kind of navigate around. He's never bumped into furniture. Mm-hmm. Suggests that he's got a little, not enough vision that he's confident just moving around outside. He's really hesitant but he doesn't hit stuff so he can see a little bit yeah yeah
1: yeah and he wanted to go up the stairs at one time too that's a, like that's a bad idea how does he know where the stairs are
0: uh, yeah maybe they smell like stair maybe stair has its I mean, own the smell. smell
1: is a mis- like that's i cannot imagine what it is like to have that extra <laughs> sense of smell right to like
0: navigate by smell yeah
1: close my eyes and imagine that i'm yeah i'm picking up information from scents yeah that's, that's pretty cool it is I don't know how well it works or not we ascribe some mystical maybe just like me trying to find a hamburger in a room i wouldn't be able to find a hamburger (laughs) by smell
0: i think i would (laughs) maybe i I mean i'm often
1: (laughs) i don't know you're you're gonna do this experiment today aren't you i mean you have seen me going like
0: something smells weird and i'm like walking around sniffing i usually find the thing i cock
1: my head to hear better
0: (laughs) yeah i mean i sniff stuff out sometimes I wish I could just be like votes. Please find me the thing that smells bad.
1: I can see. I could foresee this experiment. You you blindfolding yourself, me putting stuff around the room, and you trying to find it by smell.
0: That would be a fun experiment. I would totally do that. It would. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Anyway. Sorry. We are We don't have good news with Cheggs, but you know we're not super heartbroken because we kind of expected that he had some stuff going on.
1: And you know we'll continue to give him super much love. And now with. The, Trees, we can spoil them a little bit.
0: Yeah. Nice. So, you know, because we don't know what this is, we don't have a timeline. If it is a hemangiosarcoma, which is likely, if you listened to our episode on the Golden Retriever lifetime study, um you know, they had here's all the dogs that have died from cancer, and basically forty-eight percent died from hemangiosarcomas and forty-eight percent died from uh some other kind All of cancer cancers, yeah. and then they're like two percent died from everything else together um
1: goldens are unlucky
0: yeah so hemangiosarcomas are about half the cancers you know it's basically 50 50 chance that that's what it is if it's cancer or whatever anyway there's a good chance it's a hemangiosarcoma if it is two to six months yeah, would that, generally uh, be the prognosis it's like
1: half their cancers are the worst cancers you can think of is this hemangiosarcoma it's like the worst terrible
0: It sucks. Um, You know, it can be super fast that, you know, where they, and with a lot of our dogs, it's been like that where they go from like nothing to all of a sudden they've got this really big thing and it's getting in the way. And I think with all of his problems, it it would likely, if that tumor gets big, cause issues kind of more aggressively than if you were healthy otherwise. Maybe it's, a bunch of benign tumors and he just has heart disease it's possible but I mean, the,
1: the good the good thing is for me you know since food is love for me he's eating well right and processing we don't have to like we had i mean i You're really just like a grandma i really suffered with uh, saint patrick and and parm at the end and riley where they weren't eating right and it, and, and we had to yeah. like find all these ways to cheat and get the food to taste delicious and try to hand jam it in there that was hard because that just seems like such a this kind of wasting away from not eating
0: yeah I suffer no it sucks for sure I suffer
1: and I don't I mean I don't know it didn't really bother them and they weren't actually wasting away but but it's a somehow some weird bugaboo of mine
0: yeah uh, he uh Cheggs still eats voraciously big yeah. giant chomps he would eat food. more
1: I think he's, he's he likes his food he's super yeah. hungry at dinner time and breakfast time yeah it's good yeah
0: but his I mean his weight's stable yeah so it's all it's all fine so yeah um you know we'll see we try to make the next however many months we get as good as possible
1: seventy months <laughs>
0: no no you get 70 months if they fix a thing we have just identified a thing
1: feels like it fixed it
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's let's hope for seventy months. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's the no rules update. Uh, have a good weekend, everybody. Yep. Don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Yeah, maybe
1: a little nibble. No,
0: none of that. Just
1: a pinch. Okay. Bye. Bye.
0: <laughs> <laughs>